Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. You're here with Deb and I'm very excited that you're here with me today. I have a special guest, her name is Julie Pareto and in this episode we talk about all things discipleship. We talk about how it actually is a lot simpler than what we make it out to be. I think we're our own worst enemy at times where we think it has to look and sound like a certain thing, but it really doesn't. It's so simple, Mama. Anybody can do it, especially you. Julie is a wife, a mama of five kids, and she's actually written a devotional book, which we touch on in the interview. She is a wealth of information about discipleship, and I know you're going to be blessed by the content in this episode. So let's get into it. Hey Mama, welcome to Mama's Mission. Do you want to point your kids to Jesus and help them develop an authentic faith of their own? But you're not too sure on how to do that and how to do it consistently. Hey, I'm Deb. I can so relate to feeling overwhelmed with the concept of discipling my littles. I felt like I wasn't equipped for the task and when I tried to show my kids Jesus, I would start with passion and fizzle quickly. I was puzzled as to how I could do this naturally, easily, and regularly, until I found rhythms and habits. In this podcast, you'll discover how to point your kids to Jesus using simple habits, rhythms, and routines. Consistency will become your middle name, and you will learn that this discipleship thing isn't as tricky as you thought. Mama, let me help you to live out your greatest mission, which is to show your kids Jesus. So grab a coffee, or maybe two, Kick back and get ready to launch into your mission. Julie, thank you so much for coming onto Mama's Mission and sharing your heart about discipleship. It's awesome to have you here. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Can we kick off the interview with you telling us about yourself and your family? Yeah. Um, so I'm a homeschooling mom of five kids. That's a new five. We just had a baby in July. So my kids are 11, 9, 8 four and four months. Um, we live in Ohio and like I said, I homeschool and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. It sounds like a very full fun, potentially fun. (laughs) Yes. It's constant, just constant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's one word you would use to describe your mumhood? Honestly, in this season, um, the first thing that came to mind was multitasking. <laughs> I feel like I'm all two to five things at one time. I'm holding a baby while throwing out spelling words while making lunch for someone. Um, so that's just like, there's a lot going on. But yeah, but kind of all joking aside, uh, another word that I thought of to kind of describe my motherhood is availability. I tried to be available to my kids. And that was some advice that I had gotten years ago when I was a new mom. Um, And I think back then I was available to a fault. Um, I really wanted to be a really good mom. And so I would be available and constantly be setting aside my things to care for my kids. And what ended up happening was I saw that they were starting to become very entitled. And and I was suffering as a result too, because I wasn't taking care of myself. Now I am available, but to a healthy degree to not let them think that the world revolves around them, but also if they're hurting or if they're upset, you know, making myself available to talk to them um, and to disciple them, just like we're going to jump into. So it's awesome. I love it how you mentioned that because we can do that, can't we? Just give and give and give. 
And as a result, you end up missing out, but you're not really doing yourself or your family any favors when that happens, because eventually you're going to deplete all your energy, start getting resentful, and it's just going to implode really. Right. No, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And I think, like I said, that was some advice that I was given to by several moms that I admire. And I think that it was, um, you know, good intentions. And I can see now as I'm a more seasoned mom, I can see why they said that. But I think as a young mom, I just so wanted to be such a good mom that I really took that being available to heart. And so now, like I said, it's more of a healthy, like letting them know I'm here for them, but not putting my health or myself, you know, constantly last. Like I need to take care of myself. Sometimes I need a break and the world's not revolve around you. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> balance. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So what's yep. one thing, I mean, this could be your one thing, but what's one thing you really want mamas to grasp? I think when we're discipling our kids, um, that is obviously like a daily, hourly process that we're going through. And so I think, especially when you're quote unquote in the trenches, as some people say, with a lot of kids or really young kids, or maybe your kids are going through a hard season, it can be really easy to feel discouraged and think, am I making a difference? Like, I feel like I'm doing like all this work for God and like, I don't see any fruit from it. And so one verse that I come back to is Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7, that says, these commandments that I give to you should be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you lie down and when you rise. And so, you know, God just wants us to consistently be talking to our kids. And when we do that, we're being obedient to him. And we're not always going to see the fruit of that right away. And that's okay. And so I think that's the one thing I would say that I would want moms to grasp is if you're not seeing fruit right away, that's okay. Continue to do what Deuteronomy 6 says, continue to be faithful. And for example, the other day, well, this is probably like a month or two ago, my two oldest boys share a room and they told me out of the blue, like, oh, we pray together before we go to sleep every night. And I was like, really? You do? And they're like, yeah, we just started doing that. And since then, they've kind of both have mentioned again, like, oh, yeah, when we've prayed, I'm kind of referencing that that has come become a habit for them. And that's not something I told them to do or, you know, really encourage them to do. That was the overflow of, you know, the seeds that I have planted and others have planted and the church has planted. And so God is working, even if we don't see it, that faith that was in their hearts that led to them praying together at night, that was growing, even though I couldn't see it. And now I can see the fruit from them taking that step to pray together in the evening. And so just don't get discouraged. Be faithful. Be faithful to the Lord. Um, it's his job to, you know, make those seeds grow that we that we faithfully plant. So just look to him for your strength and continue to be faithful would be my, yeah, my encouragement to moms. That is huge encouragement, actually, because you're right. It can be kind of much like motherhood sometimes, a bit thankless, and you're not necessarily seeing the fruits of your labor immediately. So it can be quite challenging, but that's so encouraging that your boys did that. And I bet you, you know, you walked away like, yes, winning, like finally something. I tried to play it really cool and not let them know that a huge happy dance on the inside. But yes, it was a huge win. Yes. Because like I said, it's this daily, like hourly, like keep pouring and pouring and pouring. And then when you see the fruit from all your work, it's just so rewarding. And so, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs>
So let's go more into the discipleship route. What would you say to the mama who she's got no clue? She doesn't know where to start on this journey of making Jesus lovers. I think it's really easy to, I think it's really easy to feel like we need a formula and God doesn't give us a formula, which I think is really freeing. So back to that Deuteronomy 6 um, verse, it says, talk to your kids about God and his commandments. Just talk to them when you're walking, when you're lying down, when you're getting up. He doesn't say, you know, do scripture memory every, a new verse every day, or make sure you do family devotions. You know, it's, it's just talking to them about God and his word. That's all discipleship is. And so we are freed to figure out what works for our family. So for me, as an American homeschooling mom of five, that's going to look different from you. And it'll look different from the mom whose kids go to school or the mom who has 12 kids. And that's okay. So I would just say, if you don't know where to start, just start talking to your kids about the Lord. Share what God is teaching you. Let them see you reading your Bible. Uh, share verses that you enjoy or testimonies of his faithfulness. Teach them scripture and come back to scripture as the foundation for life. Just be learning about God and loving him yourself and talk to your kids about it. So I think like for me, for example, I tried to be really honest with my kids of like, oh, I struggled in this way, or um, this is something God taught me, just not me always telling them like, let's like, you need to do this. We should pray together. We should, you need to learn scripture. You need to act this way. That's really easy to do as parents. But I think inviting them into how the Lord is working in your life talking to them about that, making that just like normal conversation in your home. So yeah, so just talking to your kids about God, especially how he's working in your life. And I would say, if you really want a specific action step for like, where should I start? I think scripture memory is a really great place to start. Yeah, we've actually been getting into that quite a bit at the moment. And my seven-year-old daughter has just really taken it and run with it. And she Mm -hmm. loves reciting scripture We're going into how that actually, how we can use it in our day-to-day. So a lot of the verses I'm picking out at the moment are intentional. So it's more about listening and talking at the right time because she loves to talk, maybe listen a little less. So I don't know if she's clicked on yet. We're in we're in week three of doing this and all the verses so far have been about listening, but She's really enjoying it. And I I find it really easy too. When you've got the Mm -hmm. verse, it takes hardly any time. It's just so go with the flow. But I love it also how you were saying just using Deuteronomy because that's like the pivotal verse I stand on. It is just natural. It's Mm -hmm. just part of our everyday. It doesn't have to be, as you said, a formula. It's Mm -hmm. so much more simple than that. And I Mm -hmm. think we're our own worst enemies because we think it has to be almost like what you would see on Pinterest, you know, the the perfect Bible study, the perfect devotion as a family. And sometimes that's just not the reality. So let's just start with the basics. Just chat about him, chat about what he's doing in your life. And I think that can be a bit hard for parents to get quite transparent with their kids about where they are struggling, what God is teaching them. But it's humbling. And that's where I think, well, that's where God's speaking to me at the moment, that humility is something he's definitely trying to work on in my character. Yeah. And I think it shows them 
when you talk to them about your mistakes or your struggles, or even just simply like what God has been teaching you, it shows them how your faith is real. And that's going to be more impactful to your kids than doing some legalistic, rigid Bible study that you're not living out yourself. So yeah. yeah. Well, speaking about Bible studies, well, I guess Bible, a devotional. You've written a devotional called Draw the Verse. Can you share a bit about it and how you suggest that we use it? Yeah. So speaking of scripture memory, that's something that I started with my kids when they were really young. Um, We would do hand motions and sing songs. But when they got a little bit older, um, there were some verses that I was learning about at a class in church that were visual verses. It's Jeremiah 17, 5 through 9 that talks about the person who trusts in themselves will be like a bush in the desert. And the person who trusts in the Lord is like a tree by the water. So I wanted to share these verses with my kids. But instead of doing kind of the hand motions and the songs like you used to do, I thought like these are like really visual verses, like that bush in the desert, like you can really visualize that or the tree by the water, the person who trusts in the Lord, you can visualize that. So I got out some paper and I wrote out the verses and I had them draw a bush in the desert and I had them draw a tree by the water. And we talked about what it means to trust in your heart and how you'll be like that bush in the desert. And when you trust in the Lord, you're like that tree by the water that's growing. So after I did this with my kids, I was like, oh man, this was really cool. Like drawing for the benefit of scripture memory, but I couldn't find a book. I looked on Amazon a couple of times, couldn't find anything that used drawing for the purpose of scripture memory. So long story short, I just really felt like the Lord was like, you need to make this book. And so it's called Draw the Verse. And what it does is it takes visual verses, like the Jeremiah verses I just mentioned, and it pairs them with a simple illustration. And then it gives you drawing instructions to add to the illustration to complete a visual representation of that verse. So for another example, um, the verse as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. There's an illustration of a deer And then there's instructions to add water to the picture and plants and, you know, sun and flowers. And so by the end, you have this visual image of a deer by the water. And then I also have discussion questions, application, and some reference verses if you want to dig deeper into the into the verse. And so, yeah, there's 24 verses in all. They're all visual verses, just like I described. And it's kind of geared towards like six to 12 year olds. Although I've heard even teens and adults like like the drawing aspect of it. And there's actually been research done that has shown that Um, drawing is like a superior memorization tool compared to all these different memorization techniques and drawing always came out on top, which I thought was really interesting. Wow. When you draw what you're wanting to memorize, you remember it. I forget the statistic. I think you are twice as likely to remember it compared to like just writing it out or something. So yeah. So even research has shown that drawing really helps to learn, to learn what you want to memorize. So pairing that with scripture, just makes for a fun and interactive tool for families to use. I love the tool because, as you said, it's already got part of the illustration on the page. It's got the basic shell, and you add yep. to it. And I think, as a as myself who cannot draw to save herself, it makes it less intimidating because mm-hmm. if I had a blank sheet in front of me and I had to draw the image that I see, I could, but, oh, my goodness, I have to label everything because it's absolutely awful. But when you've got that outline and you're adding to it, it just gave gave me, <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. It gave me a bit, a bit more confidence. Like, okay, yeah, part of the, part of the pitch is going to be good because, yeah. you know, it makes it quite clear. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think very many people could draw a deer very well. So <laughs> that part, but we can all draw trees and a stream of water. So yeah, yeah. you're 100% right. So with it, how do you envisage it to be used by parents? Like, would this just be a one afternoon a week kind of thing? Or would you work on it the one verse for a few nights? Like, how do you see it being used? Yeah, so the way I kind of describe it is you would start with doing the drawing and working through the text that I wrote. And then in the back of the book, there's one additional illustration of each illustration. (laughs) And then there's also a link to download more. So you can print off as many illustrations as you want. It's not like you're not limited to just the one book and then you need to buy another one. So what I would suggest is you do the drawing and the illustration. And then if you can, if you have um, like a printed off one or you tore out the one in the back, You can put that up on the fridge or in the kid's bedroom or somewhere where they can see it. Um, And then just like, kind of like we already talked about, just make that part of your conversation, do the memory verse, talk about what it means. And the way I have it laid out in the book is uh, about one a week. I have them labeled by weeks. So for 24 weeks, but you certainly don't even have to do that. It's just, I I think one a week is very reasonable. But if you want to go through quicker, if you want to flip around, like you said, if your kid's struggling with a certain thing and you want to you know, go ahead to a Proverbs that talks about speaking kindly or something, you can do that as well. So it's very flexible. That's awesome. I love it how it's manageable. And Mm -hmm. a lot of mamas I've spoken to, you know, they have that heart to disciple their kids, but they're just not too sure how to do that. And other than talking about it with our kids and stuff, they really did want to have some form of resource. And that is awesome how you said or suggested we start with scripture memorization. And this is an Mm -hmm. awesome tool to help us really get into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great discipleship books and devotionals out there. I use them. So I'm not saying you shouldn't use them, but I think there's definitely something to be said for just memorizing and applying scripture, like just going back to the basics. So yeah, I was you know, I'm happy that, yeah, just to be a part of God's work in doing that. So can you give us a few examples on discipleship, how you disciple your kids other than the everyday chats that we have? And obviously you'd be using your scripture and memorization with them. Is there any other examples or sorry, are there any other examples that you would use with your kids to point them to Jesus? So we do, we most days we have a structured like family devotion time. And at this point, we're working to memorize a few scripture verses, though, to be honest, we're not always doing that. So that just kind of comes in waves um, if we're memorizing a scripture. But right now we have some scripture that we're memorizing and we're going through Louis Giglio's How Great Is Our God, which is a super fun, you know, open and go devotional. Um, and then we pray together. So that's kind of like our structured time that I get to most days. And then the day-to-day is, I mean, kind of like I already said, just if they're hurting or sad, I try to pray with them, talking to them about um, hoping the Lord, sharing relevant scriptures with them, praying over them at night if they need that extra encouragement. I have one kid especially that really enjoys me just praying over them at night. So yeah, it's just kind of bring it full circle, that being available and hearing their hearts, just having close relationships with them and pointing them to God and his word as the opportunities arise. Um, I'd say now that my kids are a little bit older, that's what discipleship is looking like in our house. So that is structured time and then finding those opportunities to just kind of like point them back to the Lord as they come up. That's cool. I like it how you mentioned relationships because it's pretty pivotal, I think, in our role 
in discipling our kids is that we are spending time with them and we have a relationship with them because if we're modeling after Jesus, that's what he did. Like he was just hanging with his crew the whole time, just teaching them along the way, living it out. And that's what it's about with us, you know, spending time with our kids, having a relationship with them, working on that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then when they do need that intentional discipleship time, then they want to hear from you. Like I have one kid in particular um, whenever he's like struggling and sad, like he specifically said, like, I really like it when you come to me when I'm sad. I like when you seek me out and we can talk about it. And that was really like eye opening, like, oh, like that, you know, I need to always make time for that. Even if, you know, maybe I need a break or something else needs my attention, I always make sure I come to him because he said how much he appreciates it. And that's when I can get at his heart. That's awesome. I love, I think, another mum one right there. When you've got your child coming to you saying, I love it when you do this and how you make yourself available, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it makes it easy for me because now I know. (laughs) Yeah, no excuses either. (laughs) So listeners of Mama's Mission need help with consistency because we've got all these great ideas that we want to do. We hear all these great ideas from the guests that I have on the podcast but it's making it a consistent habit. That's the key that we really struggle with. So this is something that my listeners struggle with. Is this something that you struggle with? And if so, how would you combat it? Sure. So my response, this is going to be a little backwards, but just bear with me. (laughs) I have been consistent to a fault because I felt convicted recently that I was faithful. I was doing the devotions. I was talking to my kids about God. I was doing all the things and I was getting really worn out, but I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself to just keep, you know, keep sharing with them and all the things. And I think that's great. God wants us to persevere. You know, that's why we persevere because he wants us to, right? Yeah. However, something that I had to really take a step back and think about was what does God want me to do? I think I was so quick to think, I'm supposed to do family devotions. That makes me a good and godly mom or this podcaster does this or this blogger does that or this mom that I admire (laughs) does this or all these things. And I wasn't taking a step back and like checking in with God, like, hey, God, what do you want me to do? And so, for example, recently, this really came to light when one of my kids came and wanted to talk to me about something. And the thing they wanted to talk about was something we had talked about many times. And I told them all the scriptures and I prayed and I encouraged them. And so they came to me again. Hey, mom, can we talk about this thing? So I thought, okay. So I, as we're walking to go talk privately, I'm like, God, I don't, I, I've got nothing left. I don't know what else to tell him. I really need you to help me. So we go into this room to start talking and I was scanning the bookshelves for a different book when this other book just like kind of jumped out at me. So I pulled it off the shelf and the very first page in the book, the first like part of the devotional was exactly what my kid was struggling with that we needed to to talk about. And so since then, we've been going through this devotional together and it's led to a lot of great conversations. And so I bring it back to walking to the room and saying, God, I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? And he gave me that next step. And so I could have gone in there and spouted out the same verses and done, you know, said all the godly things and kind of like checked the box. Mm. But uh, it wasn't until I really, like you said, I humbled myself and really depended on the Lord and he gave me that next step. And so all of that to say, I think we really need to, as moms, not necessarily be looking for 
a formula or the book or the godliest mom says to do this. There's all sorts of resources. I have one resource. You don't have to do my resource. You could do another resource or you could take a step back and, you know, figure out what's right for your family. Back to Deuteronomy 6, it's whatever works for your family. And the only way you're going to know is because you know your family and the Lord knows your family. So be coming to him, asking him, what do you want me to do? And trust him to show you. And sometimes, I mean, I've certainly prayed and it's kind of been like crickets, like, okay, God, you didn't really <laughs> give me, a <laughs> give me, you know, um, that time he did, but that doesn't always happen. And so that's when in the wisdom that he's given us or guidance of godly people around us, we can then make an informed decision about what to do for discipleship. So yes, all that to say, be consistent and faithful, but don't do it in your own strength and in your own wisdom, because God promises to support us and to strengthen us and help us. And we just need to turn to him and, and ask for that help. That's awesome. I think that is so true. We do just need to ask him. He's our maker. He knows us better than we even know ourselves. So if he knows us like that, he knows our kids far better than we know them. And I think that's so cool how he just gave you that direct response as well. You were like, Lord, help me out. I need something here. And he gave you exactly what you needed, which was so cool. Yeah, it really was. And it's really humbling because had I not asked for that help, you know, I might not have been led to that resource, which my son and I now read together almost every night. And we have this time to connect with God and with each other. And yeah, it, I could have just done all the godly mom things, quote unquote, and I would have missed that opportunity to lean on the Lord and get direction from him. So yeah, it was very cool. I agree. Julie, you have inspired me and just made it so simple. I think that's the key here. You know, we know that we should be doing the right thing, pointing our kids to Jesus. And some of us are just getting a little bit weighed down with thinking it needs to look or sound like a certain thing when that's not the case at all. And we just need to really strip it right back, go to God and say, what do you want me to do? And he is such a gracious God. He's not going to say, okay, you've done nothing for 10 years now we're going to go into a half an hour Bible study every night. That's not the way he works, thankfully. he's mm -hmm. He knows exactly what you can cope with, what's going to be manageable for you. So there is no better way to start this thing than actually going right back to him and just saying, okay, where do I begin? What should I do? Yes, exactly. Yep. You yep, summed it up perfectly. I love that. Yep. <laughs> so Julie, can you share with the listeners where we can find out a little bit more about you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Julie Parado. Um, I haven't been super consistent on there lately just because of the new baby and everything. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do still pop on there every, you know, once in a while. So if anyone yeah, wants to connect, they can find me there. Awesome. And I will link your devotion in the description as well, because it's really cool. I loved it. Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. 
Be blessed, Mama.